Hello and welcome. My name is Roger Quayle, and you are listening to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. Hello there, and welcome back to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts with me, your host, Roger Quayle, and thank you for joining me. We're on to Gig 48, and Gig 48 is going to round up Season 4. We're about halfway through 1981, and following a very busy May, this feels like a good place to take a pause. Tonight's gig is Bill Nelson, and long-term listeners to the podcast or readers of the blog may recall that Bill Nelson's Bebop Deluxe was the second band I ever saw back in February 1978. So Bill Nelson's solo, three and a half years later, and at the Limit Club, where I misspent many evenings in my youth, seems like a good place to reflect on what's happened so far. So here we go, it's Bill Nelson with the Practical Dreamers at the Limit Club on West Street in Sheffield on Thursday the 28th of May 1981. It's a pilgrimage, a congregation of 800 mostly male devotees packed like pilchards in this clammy West Street basement. We are here to see our guitar hero, Bill Nelson, Baron Bebop Deluxe, Mr. Red Noise. It must be an odd one for Bill. Since 1976, the only Sheffield stage he has graced is at the imposing 2,200-seated capacity City Hall. Yet, here he is, just a length of multi-core cable away, at the other end of Holly Lane, in Sheffield's sweatiest little venue. So close, that when DVA played downstairs in the City Hall ballroom last year, sax player Charlie moved his gear from our rehearsal space beside the limit in a wheelbarrow he had borrowed from the council. In the words of David Byrne, Bill Nelson may be asking himself, well, how did I get here? At school, Bill Nelson was my teenage idol. Yes, I loved Bowie and Roxy Music, the Beatles and the Stones, Tubular Bells and Dark Side of the Moon. But so did everybody else. Bebop Deluxe, with their flashy, shiny songs about Yorkshire, science fiction and dead French poets, were my band. So I revelled in their perennial, mid-table standing in the British Rock First Division. Never as popular as Thin Lizzy, Queen or Supertramp. I didn't want them to become superstars. The secret would be out and I'd lose them to the hoi polloi. Christmas 76, Modern Music. Christmas 77, Live in the Air Age. Christmas 78, the posthumous Will This Do compilation, the best of and the rest of Bebop Deluxe, 
That's what I wanted, and got, from mum and dad, at the gifting season. Fellow fan and school buddy Brent Sharp waited with me by the City Hall stage door on a freezing night in February 1978 to get Bill Nelson's autograph. The only other autograph I had ever asked for was former Sheffield United journeyman Terry Garbutt, and that was only because I didn't know what else to say to him. Fed up with trying to sell shorter, new wave spiked songs to hairy Rory Gallagher fans, Bebop Deluxe broke up. But I stuck with Bill for the XDC-influenced Red Noise album, Sound on Sound, and another memorable night at the City Hall in 1979. At which point, long-term label Harvest DMI lost patience with his new, awkward, angular music and dropped him. Nelson retreated to Wakefield, an axed victim of label politics, to make demos on a TIAC four-track recorder. In the meantime, I left school, joined a band of drug-loving weirdos, got bollocked for mentioning Nelson as an influence in a fanzine interview, not cool enough apparently, and generally had my own musical horizons expanded. After what felt like an eternity in fan world, but was probably about 12 months, Bill Nelson bounced back with a brace of catchy, quirky DIY singles. The jaunty Do You Dream in Colour on his own cocktail label and Rooms with Brittle Views for chic Belgian imprint Le Disque de Crepuscule, which also released records by A Certain Ratio and my Sheffield pals, Cabaret Voltaire. Loyal fan that I am, I dutifully buy both 45s, and while I like them, I probably don't like them as much as I adore Give Me Back My Man, or Atmosphere, or even Funkin' for Jamaica. Suddenly back in vogue, Bill Nelson signs to Mercury Records, part of the giant phonogram label group. The album, entitled Quit Dreaming and Get on the Beam, is largely made up of recordings made for and bought back from EMI, and is released in early May. Partly thanks to a free bonus album of Nelson's homemade TIAC recorder experiments, it charts at number 7 on the UK album chart higher than any Bebop Deluxe album ever managed. Eager to capitalise on this successful comeback, a Back to Basics UK club tour has been hastily booked. Eight shows largely focused on northern cities, where his fanbase is strongest. Farewell then to the Free Trade and De Montfort halls, Hello Retford Porterhouse and The Limit. So here we are, the expectant fans and Bill's new band, The Practical Dreamers. Made up of his brother Ian on saxophone, plus members of the Sinceros and Fingerprints. They got together 
just over a week before the tour started. Wearing an enormous pair of glasses, Bill looks like the progeny of Joe 90 and Deirdre Barlow, which lends him a brainy professorial air. This being their sixth gig, and seasoned professionals that they are, all the instruments on the herky-jerky opener, Don't Touch Me, I'm Electric, already connect with a Meccano-like precision. More red noise and new solo songs follow, but not a note of Bebop Deluxe is to be heard. It's all highly proficient, which is fine if you are learning to master a bicycle. But compared to the cramps, who reduced this very same room to a delirious, squirming mess just last week, it all feels just a little bit safe. Too much red noise, not enough red meat. He changes the mood mid-set with a couple of semi-improvised instrumental tracks, which sound like John Fox-era Ultravox, swapping popular electronics magazines with the Yellow Magic Orchestra, over which Bill appears to play his guitar with a stubby stapler, later revealed to be an Ebo. The set ends with Stay Young, addressed to us, but no doubt Bill having a word with himself as well. I admire his pertinacity. He isn't going to give us what we want. No made in heaven. No blazing apostles. The encore is a languid solo piece of Frippertronics entitled Opium. Something to make you sleep and dream when you get home, says Bill. Nothing so vulgar as rock and roll. I respect him. He doggedly believes in what he is doing now, trying to leave the past behind, keeping it fresh and interesting to him, and inviting the fans to come along and make up their own minds. For me, though, there is a sense of growing up and moving on. Much like Subutio teams and Airfix kits, Bebop Deluxe now belongs to my past. Like his only hit song says, we were like ships in the night. Bill, the elegant ocean liner, Ile de France. Me, innocently and excitedly barging around in his impressive wake. I am so happy that our paths crossed, but now there are other oceans I want to explore. I stuck with Bill for the love that whirls in 1982 and then moved on after 1983's Chimera. When I was on strike and ran out of money in 1984, I sold all my Bebop Deluxe and Bill Nelson albums to Rare and Racy on Division Street. The next time I saw Bill Nelson was in 1998, at the Purcell Rooms in London. He was opening for John Martin. Alone on stage, Bill played a beautiful instrumental set 
of Wes Montgomery-inspired jazz guitar. According to Discogs.com, Bill Nelson has released over 100 solo albums since Quit Dreaming and Get On The Beam. You have been listening to My Life in the Mush of Ghosts with me, your host, Roger Quayle. Thank you to Simon Elliott Kemp for the intro and outro music and to Rena for the artwork. Join me again next time, which might be a little while because I've got to write something brand new. Thank you everyone for all your support and encouragement. It really means a lot to me. So until season five, this is Roger Quayle saying bye-bye. <laughs>